Cruel, dehumanising and out of touch is how some are describing Nationals' policy to get more beneficiaries into work. But party leader Christopher Luxon believes it's a policy driven by love. If in government, National will introduce further sanctions against job seeker beneficiaries if they persistently fail to meet their obligations, including actively looking for work. It says welfare should be for people genuinely in need, but claims benefit numbers have skyrocketed. National would require beneficiaries to prove they're actively applying for jobs to retain a benefit. Under a graduated traffic light system, three strikes sends a beneficiary into the red. And that means sanctions, including a reduction or suspension of a benefit, money management or compulsory community work. Christopher Luxon's defending the policy. I think that's fair. I think that's responsible. I think that's actually doing the right thing by people actually who we want them to get into work because that is a much better pathway than sitting out on welfare. We know what that looks like. That is subsistence and poverty essentially that we're actually trapping people into for a lifetime. We care about these people. We love these people. We want them to do well. We want them to be able to flourish and we actually need to make sure they're clear about the obligations. And joining us now is National Social Development Spokesperson Louise Upston. Kia ora, Louise. Can you just tell me briefly how this policy is an expression of love and caring for beneficiaries? Absolutely. We want to see more people in employment um, and through work with the opportunities and choices that come. We don't want to see New Zealanders stuck or trapped on welfare. Um, and this is a very practical policy to support more Kiwis into work. Do you have definitive proof that increasing sanctions gets more people off the benefit into work? Well, there's no change to the obligations, and the obligations are very common sense in terms of having a CV, turning up to a job interview, taking part in preparation interviews, all the sorts of things that you'd need to do to get get into employment, Um, and that's what we want to see. They're very practical, sensible obligations, and they haven't um, changed. But that's not my question. My question is, what proof do you have that um, more sanctions and exercising sanctions more regularly gets more people off the benefit and into work? What is your proof? Yeah, so in the Welfare Expert Advisory Group report, um, one of the comments in their conclusion says that they can be effective in encouraging movement from benefits to work. They need to be balanced and proportionate, and National believes that we have struck the right balance in terms of making sure there are obligations, that people are really clear about their obligations. That's why we want to make the system much easier for people to understand so they know what they have to do. And if there's an issue, for example, if they then move into Orange, they will get additional support. That's exactly what we want to do to support people into employment. Can be is not definitive proof. And I just want to raise some numbers with you. So in 2017, the last throws of, um, you know, at the end of Nationals time in government, the percentage of people on a main benefit was around 10%, right? 10% of the working age population was on a main benefit under national and around about 11.2% in the last statistics are on a main benefit under the Labour government. So less than 1% difference. And national had a sanction regime which would have been considered harsher than what there is now. So the numbers are practically the same. Yeah, what we're looking at though, this is a, a, a focus very specifically on job seekers. The job seeker numbers have gone up 60,000 under Labor. 
As a percentage of the working population, what's the difference between that number and and under national? Because raw figures is not really a fair way to look at this, is it? So what percentage of the working age population? It's it's 5.5% of the working age population, which is significantly higher than the unemployment rate. We are concerned. Versus what it was when when national was in government. Have you got the comparative figure, Louise? I can tell you right now it is 5.5%. We are concerned about those on the job seeker benefit. There are jobs available and under national we want to ensure more people are in work. This is a very sensible, practical policy that will support people off welfare and into work. So there are already sanctions available to be exercised. So how is this different? Yeah, so we've actually added some. We have added non-financial sanctions. So for those people who are concerned about um, benefits being reduced or cut, um, this is good news because it introduces two additional measures that are non-financial. The first is money management and the second is mandatory work experience. So again, if, if we're serious about someone and potentially someone who's been out of work for a long period of time, if we're serious about getting them into work and national is, then things like work experience will be really helpful. And that's what we're committed to. We want to see Kiwis have the opportunities that work provides. I understand that some of these, as you say, are non-financial sanctions, but there is concern among some groups, including Child Poverty Action. They're worried that dependent children will just be driven deeper into poverty. So are you giving an assurance that households with dependent children will be exempt from financial sanctions? No, we're not changing the financial sanctions that exist today and they exist under Labor. What we are doing is actually adding some non-financial sanctions because I've heard those concerns. I've absolutely heard those concerns about financial sanctions when there are children in a household. So what we want to do before that more drastic measure is taken is to provide for non-financial sanctions. And I think that is fair and reasonable. We want to ensure that people play their part to support themselves into work. If they need extra assistance, then our expectation is that work and income or a community provider will provide that to them. Christopher Luxon uh, said today... We don't want people stuck on welfare. Yeah, Christopher Luxon said today that he thinks 85% of people are on this benefit are playing by the rules. So does that mean you think 15% are gaming it? Oh, no, no. What, what the comment was, was 85% um, fulfil their obligations. There are others that don't, and there'll be a range of reasons. So, so that figure comes traffic, from where? That figure came from this, where? Yeah, so that's been information um, previously provided. If you look at um, the number of people that when they, when they get a warning or when they um, get advice that they are at risk of a sanction, about 80% then comply with their obligations. So that to me says that when people know what they have to do to prevent a consequence, they do what they need to do. They, they you know, attend the function, the training that they need to attend. They take the steps they need to take to ensure they are complying, which is really important. What we will do with this system is make it much clearer for them about what they have to do, and green means they're compliant. Okay, Orange all right. Means there's some risk. I and understand. We want to be you've clear. detailed you've detailed Great. those and the sanctions. Excellent. So, Great. can you tell me, please, Louise, about the person you say turned up for a job interview in pajamas? 
Yeah, so I've had a, a, an employer who was very concerned um, to know that a, somebody who was on a job seeker benefit could turn up for a job interview with them and turn up in their pyjamas. And their view was that person was not actively or seriously seeking a job with their business. So did they see the person in their pyjamas, Louise? I just want to be absolutely clear. So the potential employer saw the person? Yes. They turned up to a job interview in their pyjamas. So so who is this employer? No, I'm not going to disclose who the employer was. I'm just giving you an example. So so it's not urban legend, Louise. It's not urban legend. Because before the National Party has given some examples, for example, one of the other cases that was raised by your leader was a person who had gone offshore because he couldn't afford a house. And we asked you who that person was too, and you couldn't provide details of them either. So have you got some evidence evidence about this particular case? I am telling you about a local employer who was sufficiently concerned about how the welfare system was working that somebody who purported who was on a job seeker benefit could turn up to a job interview in their pajamas so you've verified those details louise just before we go have you verified those details with that employer okay well i took them i took them at their word and national wants to see more people off welfare and into work Appreciate your time. Sorry, Louise, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. That is National Social Development spokesperson Louise Upston there.